What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. 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 Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between. Yes. There are multiple genders now. Yes. We acknowledge all of them. There are always multiple Yeah, what are you talking about, Miles? (laughs) Starting right now. (laughs) There's only one. Um, What's going on? Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Watching on YouTube. Uh, Miles, cheers. Cheers. Here we go. To uh, number 62, I think it is. Wow. How did we get so lucky to make 62 great, fun episodes, having great conversation over cocktails, baby? Yep. And we're today we're drinking one of my favorites. I have it at least twice a week. Yep. What's it called? I think it's pronounced the Michelada. Or for, for some of you, the Michelada. I don't know why you would call it that way. In case you're used to saying Michelin star because you're mm-hmm. really fancy and you're always going to Michelin star and then you see it at a Michelin star restaurant and you're like, oh, this is a Michelada. This is, yeah, this is a Michelada. That's the fancy way of saying it. Yeah, it is. I'll take one Michelada, please. (laughs) Um, What is a Michelada, you ask? Thank you for asking. Yeah. Let's let's hear some answers. Let's dive dive into it. I'm on Twitter right now. (laughs) He's live live tweeting it. Um, uh, It is a, traditionally, it is a Mexican lager with hot sauce, Worcester sauce, uh, cayenne pepper, black pepper, salt, um, Tabasco sauce, uh, and lime juice. Don't forget the lime juice. Very important. Uh, nothing goes better with a Mexican lager than a little bit of lime. Did you put all of those things in here? I put all of those things in here. Damn. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I really do like, it. like all of the flavors. It definitely spices it up. It punches it up. If you like a spicy drink, this is kind of in your wheelhouse a little bit. You'll you'll identify with this drink very well. Um, you yeah. know, spicy it, margaritas, anything with a tahini rim, and by the way, that was the one thing I didn't mention. It's got a tahini rim. You mm. gotta go with a tahini. Thank rim. you, Mexico. Yeah, thank you, tahini. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They um, the the thing about this drink is when sometimes when you have a spicy drink, you want to just burn, you know, mm. like like right on their tongue. Yeah. This doesn't burn as much on your tongue. It does a little bit, mm-hmm. but it kind of more is like a burn throughout. Yeah, It's like if you were drinking this outside in 20 degree weather, I think you would be warm mm. because of how much of this just kind of burns your insides. It kind of, it coats. Yeah. It has like a, it's like a warm coat on the inside when it kind of goes down. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And a first for the show, I will say it is the first beer cocktail. Ooh. This is considered a beer cocktail. Uh, because it is mostly just beer, but you got there's no liquor. And do they call that a bocktail? It's a <laughs> it's a beer tail, actually. Um, I don't know. I've heard it being called different things. Bocktail. It sounds like there's some sort of like chicken resemblance <laughs> yeah. to that name. Like it's got some chicken stock in it. Mm-hmm. That might be weird. I don't it's know. It's really good. It's a good recovery drink. That's what I uh, went into this episode wanting to uh, feature some sort of 
Uh, when I put when I typed in recovery drink, I got not I didn't get a lot of recipes. I got like, hey, here's a, the phone number for the nearest rehab center for alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, so I had to change it up, and I said uh, uh, hangover cocktail. Okay, so hangover. that's what I was gonna ask when you say recovery. Is yeah. that because you were in Las Vegas? I was this morning. I am recovering <laughs> slightly. Slight hangover. Uh-huh. I'm championing through. Nah, it's it wasn't it was nothing. It was just one night in Las Vegas. You know, flew Life, in. Las Vegas isn't even good anymore. Yeah, it's it's gone way downhill. Nothing yeah. special about it. There's a lot of crime. It's really yep. dangerous. They don't really have anything nice there. Mm-hmm. It'll just take all your money. Nothing nice, yeah. honestly. And the uh, drinks are really expensive for not nice. <laughs> you know yeah, and I mean? the food sucks. Yeah, I feel like I go there. And I come back with less money. Yeah, almost every time. Do you want to go to a place that doesn't have an Olive Garden? Go to Las Vegas. They don't have any. Are you sure about that? Nah, I think they do. They probably have. They one. don't have any on the Strip. <laughs> they don't have one in every casino. Like you know, I hope there would be. They have a, or maybe it's, isn't that place being torn down or or refurbished? But they have that Outback Steakhouse. Ooh, they do. Right in the in the um, what's it called? Casino Royale. Casino Royale, aka the Best Western. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's the hotel attached to it. Yeah. So technically, I Boom. think it's just the Best Western. You know, the Best Western is a great hotel if you're looking for like a middle of the road, twenty five percent chance may get stabbed. Yeah, they actually uh, have some pretty nice hotels. Which they, is really weird mm, because they have some really awful ones too. They do. It's like Holiday Inn. Hit or miss. True. Hit or miss. If it's Holiday Inn in Bora Bora, mm. probably good. Yeah. Probably a hit. If it's Holiday Inn in, in Kansas, Akron, Ohio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. If it's any hotel yeah. in-, <laughs> in Akron, Ohio. No, no offense. Uh, we love Akron. Yeah. Shout out to all my Akrons. Yep. Is that what you call who? How, how do you? It's Akronian. Akronians. Yeah, yeah, yes. Add the Oh, that's true. Kind of like Star Trek, you know? Yeah, I get that. No, I, I, I get that. I don't know. Uh, this is actually a special episode that we have today because it's very special. This is the uh, 2024 mm. U.S. presidential debate moderated by. At the Lucky Duck yep. podcast. We're, we're moderating it. We're giving Except you all the hot takes. All of the candidates actually decided not to show up. It's weird. It's really weird. Last minute, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we, we had this and everything, and then they, they were like, well, I'm not going. And then we were like, well, you have a contract. Mm-hmm. And long story short, uh, when you're running for president, you can do what you want. And we basically aren't going to do that today. Yeah. Well, the, can we say the real reason? Oh, because Biden went to bed. Well, yeah, no, because uh, we couldn't get their uh, their um, what do they call it? Their uh, signature. Uh, no, it's the thing that they uh, like an act, like a band wants in their in their green room. Oh, you know what? It, I can't remember the name of it. It's a there's a certain name. You yeah. know, like some people want M and M's and like right. champagne. Biden and Trump both wanted the same thing, and it was a kilo of cocaine. Sorry, can't get that. <laughs> yeah, can't get that. Turns out. The presidents and ex-president just hyped up on coke 
the entire time. It makes a lot of sense when you watch them on TV. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of energized. Yeah. I'm like, you're pretty energized. Do you I, know any other 70, 80-year-old person who's that energized? I'm I can't even get that energized. Right. I'm being I'm being honest. Uh-huh. You know, I may sound like I'm all put together right now, but it's all an act. It's mostly just the drink. Yeah. You know. And by the way, it's not for not trying. We were just in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, turns out you can't bring cocaine back. <laughs> turns out you'll get stopped. And um, uh, yeah, there's some fingers and some and some small cavities that they'll they'll uh, yeah. check. And you, you better have want. a lot of cash on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or yep. you're going to prison. <laughs> yeah. You're going. To, you're going to Mexican prison. And boy, let me tell you, you do not want to be there. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard of Colombian prison? Because it's pretty much second to that. Yeah. It's slightly better than Colombian prison. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, are you choking on the tahini? It got a little bit in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even Dude, taken a sip. You respect the drink. You got to respect the drink because it'll I treat know. you, it'll treat you bad if you don't. The thing is I'm really into rims. I mm. feel like a lot of people, they either don't get, they don't, you know, he likes you, to rim his drinks. You know, when you go to get a margarita and they ask you if you want the rim, yeah. right? You're like, what? Of course. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? If I get a margarita and it don't have a rim. Send it back. Yeah, and it better be spicy rim. I don't want just a bunch of salt. Yeah, don't give me... And and if you say, do you want sugar, I'm walking out. Yeah, I'll throw it back into their face. Yeah, I'll be like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'll take it and then throw it back into their face. Yeah, and then he'll he'll like scoop up the what let, what fell on the floor from him throwing it in their face, and he'll re-throw that in their face. Yeah. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something you would do for sure. Dude. Yeah, I would yeah, do that. Dude, that's like Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. There's a lot of margaritas on Tuesday. How many, uh, do you think there's more margaritas on Saturday that are made in the United States across across the board or on Tuesday? Because of Taco Tuesday? Because of Taco Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. Think about it. That's a really good question. Could be a toss-up. I feel like... Taco Tuesday is a thing, but it's not like as popular as just going out to eat on a yeah. Saturday in right. general. Because there's a lot of places that serve margaritas. You don't just have to go to a Mexican place. Oh, you that's just true. Go to a good place with a margarita. I'm being really culturally insensitive right now yeah. by saying, like, suggesting that margaritas are isolated to a taco-based dish place. Right. I mean, we appropriate cultures in we the have, U.S. Yeah, so. you can get a margarita at an Italian place, right? At the Olive Garden. At the Olive yeah. <laughs> You probably can, most yeah. definitely. You could probably go to Arby's and whip up a margarita. They may not have it on the menu, but it's one of those secret menu things, you know? Is that the thing where they they took your idea about using the um, water that drips from when you're blow-drying <laughs> yes. your hands, and it, they, they use the water for a cocktail? Yeah. There's not actually any alcohol in it. Maybe a little bit from the fermentation of all the It fermented bacteria. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of alcohol that you want. <laughs> But it's the one that makes you it, it will make you it'll make you feel not normal. It, that's the same thing that a margarita does. Yeah. You know, I mean, alcohol is just poisoning your brain. Right. Yeah. And let's talk about for a second the secret menu at Arby's, not just the margarita. But if you go up to an Arby's and be like, yo, let me hear about your secret menu. You might get something different from chain to chain. And that's what I love about Arby's is like you go to a different one. And the secret menu 
is a slightly different. So you may go to one, you know, right down the road and the secret menu is just like a quesadilla, but then you might go to one up in the mountains and they're like, yeah, it's just a snow cone with Arby's horse, horsey sauce on top of it. And then that's, that's their secret menu. All right, hold on. I have one question. Yeah. What is horsey sauce? You don't know what it is? Is that real? Google it. Is that yeah. a real thing? Yeah, is it? It is. No, it's it's the Arby's horsey sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you all you Arbanians uh, know what I'm talking about. Arbanians? Yeah. <laughs> That's the people who live at Arby's. It's the white sauce? Is it like horseradish? Yeah, it's it's like a horse horse sauce, horseradish sauce. <laughs> uh, is horseradish, does that have any relation to horses? Well, <clears throat> I didn't want to upset PETA in this episode. Like I, I we have been concurrently uh, throughout the in- the season, but yes, it does. It is a byproduct of horses. You can fact check me on that. It's a uh, vegetable actually. Fuck. <laughs> All right. 50, 50, it was 50, 50. So, um, I, that's a little bit weird that they call it horsey sauce. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're trying to be cute. You know, it's, it's like kind of like pedophile cute. You put a right? Y or an IE at the end of something, and it gets like ten percent cuter. You know, this is this is literally like my vision of a pedophile is a guy <laughs> going to Arby's and saying, "Can I get the horsey sauce? <laughs> Can I get that horsey sauce? I got that horse in me. I need to release it." Um, so you you just got back. You just traveled back yeah. today. What were you? You were going to. You were coming from. I came from Yosemite. Sam. Yosemite. Yeah. So Yo- Yosemite is in. Um. I always I always mix up Yosemite and Yellowstone. It's the Y yeah. in the front. Yeah, I think that's kind of some somewhat common. Some yeah. people do that. One of the two two of the most co- uh, most popular national. Parks in uh, in the United States, yeah, very very world renowned, very famous. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of things in common there. I think a lot of people would recognize a photo of the main mm. area that people go to in Yosemite. Yeah, because it's kind of like, um, it's 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 actually interesting because Zion National Park, which is a really uh, another really popular one that's in Utah, mm-hmm. is very similar, I think, to Yosemite. I think those are probably like two of the most similar similar parks because they are uh, the, the the main area where tourists go is is just a valley, mm. and you have the cliffs on this different cliffs on right, the right. It's the cliffs. They look different. It's like a different type of rock um, and plants and things. But uh, then you have the rest of Zion and the rest of Yosemite, which is like a lot of backpacking or mm-hmm. just other spots you can drive up to or drive through. And uh, yeah, anyway, so it's a cool park. A lot of people go there. Most people go in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, summer break, things like that. Most people are on vacation. It's easier to travel. It's warm. Yeah. It's a little more temperate for, yeah. for those who are afraid of outdoor winter activities. Right. Like what kind of, what did, well, first off, what did you do when you were there and what other things can you do that you didn't do in yeah. the winter time? Yeah. Yeah. So Honestly, it doesn't restrict you too much uh, because you can do you can still do. So, actually, I take that back. It, it restricts you quite a bit. If you're into backpacking, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, that would be pretty difficult in the winter. Uh, I think you can still do it. I don't think they they close the trails or anything. But 
Um, that's going to be something that's significantly more difficult. You have to have a lot more expertise and skill to do that. Yeah, because you could die from the cold, yeah. right? What like what was the temperature while while you were there? Obviously, it swings during yeah, the day, swings. but yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was uh, it was between in the morning it would be like thirty degrees, mm-hmm. and then in the midday it would be like forty five, fifty. Not too bad. Yeah. and you just missed an incredible winter icy cold weather swing through the yeah. United States. Right. Yeah. So if we had gone last week instead, like it was cold pretty much everywhere, it would have been also very, very cold there. Um, I think, uh, definitely cl- in the closer. negatives, right? I don't know if it was in the negatives there. Oh, okay. Um, it could have been the, the thing is there's such a range in altitude there because it's in the mountains that you could be in the Valley versus kind of up higher at a higher point and it can be totally different. Like down in the Valley, it had snowed recently Mm. before that there wasn't really any much snow in the Valley. And, uh, but even with the snow, it's a lot of it's starting to melt. So there's parts of it where you'll see the ground, you'll see kind of like, uh, the typical like kind of dead trees and stuff. Uh, but then it, you can take a route up to an area called Badger pass, which is where they have their ski slopes. Mm -hmm. They have like, I don't know, five or six kind of smallish slopes, but, um, but then three lifts and up there there's tons of snow. They actually don't Mm. even make snow there. So it's all, it's all just whatever falls and then they groom it. Get what you get. Yeah. So up there we actually did. Um, so like one of the things we did there was we snowshoed seven miles to a point called Dewey point, which overlooks the Valley kind of from a higher up point. Cause you can, you can get some, from, to some different points driving to see the Valley. Mm. Uh, so you'll see the two most, I think iconic structures are, uh, El Capitan, which is the really, mm. uh, popular one that climbers climb. Right. Um, and then there's half dome, which is, uh, El Capitan, I pr- think probably most people wouldn't recognize if they looked at it yeah, because it's kind of just like a very long, f- uh, face rock mm-hmm, face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then half dome is a lot like you would probably recognize it. like, Oh, I've seen that before because it literally looks like, uh, half of a dome and then cuts down. Oh, and, uh, it's just really cool looking. It's, it's a lot more memorable than just a rock face. Well, I would know the rock face because one of Max operating system was called El Capitan. Ah, okay. And the background wallpaper that came with that operating was. system was so. a picture. They, of they probably El used half down though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be really shitty of them. <laughs> but I feel like sometimes that gets mixed up. Yeah. But yeah. So you can get views of that. Because it's kind of like El Capitan comes first, and the half dome's more towards the back of where you can drive in the valley, and you can actually hike. You can hike to both, but half dome has this really insane hike, which I probably personally wouldn't do because I have somewhat of a fear of heights. Mm. They literally put cables, like two cables that go up the side, yeah, and then um, I think they they <clears throat> they kind of have like almost like a wooden. They're like wooden slats that go up Mm -hmm. every few feet and you kind of just like climbing at some points. It almost looks vertical going up and then you have to go back down it while everyone else is going up and down at the same time. Oh, there's not like a, another air, like a, okay. Interesting. I see. Yeah. That does seem a little, little sketchy, little sketchy. I remember talking to someone a couple of years ago and they were like, Hey, I wasn't afraid of heights until I did the hike. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
So imagine being like halfway up and you're just like, fuck, I can't get back down. (laughs) Pretty sure I've seen this on Instagram of people actually doing it. Uh, You should put up a a photo of it because people have been staring at horsey sauce for the last five minutes. That sounds delicious. (laughs) Uh, Eating horsey sauce on this hike. Yeah, I mean, sick. Yeah, so like this is this is kind of like what it looks like. Mm. Uh, it's it's much longer than this, but the thing is, when you look at here's here's another photo. We're when, looking at a uh, kind of like a bare face rock. Yeah. Um, with some cables uh, on some metal prongs, kind of looks like you just hook into it. And no. then, uh, pull so up. you can hook into it, but uh, I think most probably people most don't. people don't. Yeah. Oh, so it, what if you like uh, misstep a little bit? Yeah, and you fall and then you die. Yeah, not likely. not good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool. Sarah really wants to do it. I I don't know if I would ever do it. It's kind it's kind of like uh, I don't know. Maybe one day. Yeah. One day. Maybe in the summertime too. You know? Yeah, actually, they take them down, I think, for the winter. Really? So you can't do it in the winter. Oh, okay. I mean, I think you can technically go up in the winter. I don't know if they stop you from doing it, but... Right. Uh, kind of like... Who's kind of a, like that much of a psycho? Is yeah. Someone who's okay with it. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so you went snowshoeing. How was that? Yeah, so... You got the little tennis rackets on the bottom of your shoes. It's essentially kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a lot more modern nowadays. That's Mm. kind of like an Eskimo style snowshoe. Yeah. But, or some, like you'd see it in a cabin, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the snowshoes nowadays are, uh, basically like if you took a sled and broke it into two and then used those instead, they're just plastic. They're like really, really really hard plastic. And then they have a crampon on the bottom of them that if, you're getting into an icy, icy area. It'll stick into the yeah, ice. You don't so. want to slip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, that would ended up being a really cool experience because for anyone who's ever snowshoed, uh, there may be some people who enjoy the experience, but it's really not that fun. Like it may be fun for the first hour that you do it. Yeah. And then you probably never want to do it again. If you're snowshoeing through ha- deep powder, right? Because it's very difficult but yeah. when you're snowshoeing on a trail that's been kind of packed down by like skiers and other snowshoers, uh, then it's much more enjoyable because your chance of uh, kind of pushing too far into the snow goes down a lot. So that ended up being a lot easier than we thought it would be. And then we got to this really, really cool viewpoint um, called Dewey. Yeah, Dewey Point. And. That <clears throat> looks like this pretty much. Mm. Well, more like this. Yeah, so, I could definitely see uh, doing that would be pretty taxing because if, if you've ever walked through like on sand on a beach, you know how difficult that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like very. I mean, you and I know from snowboarding. Uh, getting getting through powder is uh, yeah. an ordeal, especially at altitude. What is the altitude over there in that area? Um, I want to say it's somewhere between like seven to ten thousand yeah. feet. I think it depends where you're at. Yeah. Um, and for most people, anything above like a mile high, yeah, is you know pretty oh, yeah, taxing yeah. on yeah, your it's body. Def- definitely harder. I mean, for instance, like uh, it was seven mile hiking. 
but you have to bring two liters of water for yourself. I mean, you don't have to. You probably have a headache when you get back if you don't. Yeah. But, I mean, it just tells you it's like, I think it took us four and a half hours to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but it was totally worth it. You get this insane view. Um, this This picture I have up is basically uh yosemite so over here is el capitan which we were talking about it's just that big face mm-hmm. and then so this is the view from where we we're at and then nice. you can see kind of you can kind of see half dome over here you can see a lot better uh in real life <laughs> but yeah then you have all these other kind of less iconic looking things most people wouldn't recognize and then the valley is down in the middle down there so most people when they visit i think they get like I wouldn't say it's either three or five million visitors. It's probably on the lower end, three million. Yeah. Because uh, it's really, really popular, but the valley's pretty small. It's mm. not, you can drive from one side. It's kind of a long roundabout that goes around, mm-hmm. uh, but you can drive from one side to the other in like 30 minutes, probably. And how, how long did it take to get to that viewpoint from when you started snowshoeing? Uh,. Uh, like after getting out of the car and getting in, into yeah, the like when you freshly start, you know. Oh yeah, um, it hiking. probably took like two and a half hours. Yeah, it was probably about the same there and back because when you're snowshoeing, you don't really go faster on the way back. Yeah, and was um, there a, a good amount of elevation change? It wasn't too much, maybe yeah. around a thousand feet or something. Like you couldn't, you couldn't like uh, cross country ski that shit. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, there were people who were doing it. Nice. Yeah, so uh, I think the way cross country skis work is you can pop the back of your ski out, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of like walk up. Yeah. Uh, steeper parts. There weren't that many steep parts, uh, but yeah, I guess some the guys are pretty good at it because we saw some people doing it. And It'd be pretty it looked, fun to come down. Yeah, it looked way. really fun. You'd probably cut your time in half that way. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, those even going up, they were faster than us. Oh yeah, I right. don't know how, but they were. <laughs> it's like, they got uh, a lot of wax under their skis, I guess. I, I guess that, and they probably do that all the time. Yeah, you know, if you're doing that type of thing, especially on the flatter areas, because they have their poles, so mm-hmm. they're kind of just like gliding along. And they kind of like through. make a skate. Uh, motion where they're pushing their skis out yeah you know to right. the side inside yeah it's, it's pretty unfair um so it was gonna start a petition to get rid of cross country yeah, skiers ban the skis for us hikers you know yeah it's ruining the mountain yeah actually they get kind of angry if you don't wear the snowshoes because at some points there were actually some points where we took them off because the ground was uh particularly in the morning there was kind of an icy crust on mm. the kind of packed trail so for the most part, your feet wouldn't really sink in unless you stepped a little too far to the side and then you're going in about a foot mm. or so. Okay. And, uh, but the thing is you don't know when that's going to happen. So they frown upon you not, not wearing the snowshoes most of the time because you can post so it's called post holing and then you leave a big hole in the ground. Oh yeah. So that's like if you're on the ski slope mm-hmm. and you ha- have to like, you know, push yourself up like as a snowboarder or something. Probably yeah. the skiers really hate that because it leaves holes in the big in the holes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they have to look for that when they're skiing, so they don't their ski doesn't go into it or something. Hmm. So you did snowshoeing. What yep. other uh, What other things were were you up to when you were there? So, uh, a lot of what we were doing the first day we were there was the viewpoints and driving around. Yeah. 
So they have a bunch of uh, viewpoints. So we actually got up for sunrise, which was at 5 a.m., I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that ended up being pretty cool because in the winter they have, I think it's like two or three days of kind of like sunlight or sunshine between storms. But there was a storm coming like on the back end of our trip. It actually rained on the last day. And so you can drive around and just see a bunch of these different areas. We had at some of the restaurants, they actually have a fine dining restaurant in the park. Oh, wow. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, are there other accommodations in the park? Yeah, there are. Yeah, they have um, they have some campgrounds. Right. Uh, they have some kind of campgrounds that are like cabins, and then they have an actual lodge. And it's not anything, it's not, they're not, it's not like a big massive lodge that you might see in some kind of like, uh, like in a Glacier National Park, they have a couple of really massive, really cool lodges, Mm. but this one's more like, uh, hidden in the trees. Like you might not even really realize it's there unless Mm. you drove in and saw it because the buildings are smaller and they're all brown and stuff. So they kind of blend in. Makes it really cool. By design. Yeah, I think so. It makes it feel a bit more remote. But, uh, yeah, so driving around mostly. And then the third day we were there, we actually spent hanging out in the town of Mariposa. So Mm. that was the the, um, organization we worked with there. It's called Yosemite Nation. And uh, they uh, had us come out and explore, and they wanted us to explore the town there because, uh, like most uh, mountain towns, mining was the thing there back in the day. Right. That's what brought people there. I think that's probably what brought people near Yosemite at some point. And then, uh, that obviously went away and now they just have, it's like a, it's like kind of like a mountain town. It's not really in the mountains, but that's kind of the same vibe. It's like, it got that cute little downtown with some cool shops. They have a charcuterie shop there, which is probably the first time I've seen something like that. Where you can go huh. in, you can pick out meats and cheeses. They'll make you a, a cheese board or whatever you want. And then uh, some different clothing shops and stuff. And yeah, it was a good time. And how far away is that from the park? That is like 45 minutes. So you have three entrances, I think, to get into the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the one we went into was the southern entrance. And that comes from, if you went, it flew into like Fresno or came from LA, I think. Hmm. You could go into that entrance, but it kind of takes a while to get down to the valley area. It takes like another hour to get down to the valley area going in through that entrance. Oh. And then if you come from like the Bay Area, I think you're coming into uh, through Mariposa. Hmm, So it's kind of like, so Mariposa is actually a county as well. And most of Yosemite, most of the area that people go to in Yosemite is in Mariposa County. Gotcha. And so you go through that town and then you'd go into the, uh, the Valley area. That's probably the most popular entrance. Mm-hmm. I'd say just because it's the easiest one to get into it where people go. And then they have one other one, which I think is how you, you can take a pass that goes through the park, which is actually closed during the winter. Right. So that's one of the things you can't do because of that elevation. Hmm the amount of snow. And I think that would, would take you, if you were going to go to Mammoth, uh, Mammoth Lakes, you could uh, take that, and get get over that way. But oh, okay. it would have to be, I want to say, probably, it d- depends on the snow that year, but 
maybe like May to October, something mm. like that, that time range. But yeah, winter is good. There's definitely less you can do, but it's uh, it's a cool experience. Just like most other places in the world, a lot of people will, it, it, they're a lot less traveled in the winter mm-hmm. with the exception of places like uh, the Rockies because of skiing. Right. It's like the winter wonderland, whatever. Mm-hmm. But most people won't go to other places because it's, hard. it's like you can't really do as much. Hiking is harder. But it's a really cool experience. And uh, spring and fall are actually uh, less popular times to go as well, but are really, really cool. In fact, my favorite time to go to pretty much any park is probably fall because it's usually cool out. It's not super hot. And there's a lot less people. I don't know why, but it's just that way. Maybe it's the back to school factor. Yeah, it in could the fall be. time. Yeah. People are taking a break from when they went on vacation in the summertime. They got plans for the winter time, you know, seeing family for the holidays. And so yeah. there's kind of like a downtime and vacation spending. And that's maybe that's kind of like right now, too, because it does pretty much like anywhere because people are traveling uh, for Christmas, uh, New Year's. It does get kind of popular there, but then it dies down right after that. Um, and you could tell, I mean, it was like. Uh, when we went to Dewey Point, there were only a couple other people that we saw really? the, the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then uh, throughout the park, it was just like, you want to pull over and see this? There's mm-hmm. probably no one else there. Um, you could get pictures anywhere you wanted to. Yeah. It was really, really easy. Whereas if you go in the summer, it's like a gridlock. There's so many people trying to go in and out of the park. They, they have a reservation system now <clears throat> for it. Do you need to make a reservation for this time of year? Not this time of year, no. Okay, so it probably opens up yeah. sometime in May or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's April to, to October. I think the beginning of October. Hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming, what was the name of the town that you were in? Mariposa. Mariposa mm-hmm. is probably propped up almost entirely by tourism. Would that be yeah. an accurate thing to say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very, very small town. There's not a lot of people living there, even in the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a lot of, uh, farmland and things. Really? Yeah. So, or just people who have lots of land who aren't really doing anything with it. You know, they're just kind of living in a rural area. Like the privacy. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. So yeah, there's, there's a pretty, I think pretty much anything there is kind of geared towards tourism, but it was really nice because we got to go and everything was still open. I think they take like at the beginning of January, maybe a week off, a lot of the places will close hmm. so people can, the owners can travel and stuff. But uh, beyond that, pretty much everything was open. And it was like, they have some pretty, this is the one thing I like about exploring these towns that, that I wouldn't necessarily normally stop in. So like when we were in West Virginia, we stopped in a few little towns there too. And you're, you can be like, it's very surprising sometimes the types of stores you'll find there because mm-hmm. you might kind of think like, oh, it's a tiny rural town. Uh, what am I expecting here? And then you go in and you find uh, like a plant shop with like tons of dried flowers and you can pick out a bouquet or something or or a, a, like a, a kind of art boutique kind of place where the local artists can sell their, their uh, paintings and whatever else they're creating. Uh, and this is kind of like that, that's the kind of town they have. 
And yeah. then they had some cool bars. I had some cocktails at some of those places and they're actually really, really good. And then we went to this, this place, it was called uh, June bug cafe. And it was, it was literally like we got out of the park. We went to where we were staying, which is a place called auto camp. It's like a glamping place. Hmm. So they have a bunch of airstreams and you stay in the airstream. Okay. It's a neat idea. And then they have a kind of, uh, central, um, amenity space where you can get s'mores and stuff, things like that. Uh, and they have a little bar and kitchen and stuff, but we go to this place called June bug. It's down the street from us, but it's literally like no, I mean, there may be a sign there, but in the, at, at night you don't see it cause it's very, very dark. So we just turned down this random street and I'm like, how is there a restaurant back here? We're just driving for a while. And it turns out, I think it's at a campground or something. And we go to this place and it's the kind of place where you, you walk in and you go up and you order and then they give you a little thing and you go and sit down. And it, and it was, we were, our expectations were very low for this place. And, and I ended up getting uh, sweet potato and yoki and Sarah got a, uh, like a lentil shepherd's pie and it was fucking delicious. Mm. And it was so weird that this random place that probably no one knows about except locals and stuff or people staying at this campground has this delicious food. And was it busy? It was like somewhat. I think probably a lot of the campers are eating there. Yeah. But not not too bad. Hmm. Nice. Just And it probably gets busier in the summer. Like all the places probably get packed, <clears throat> I can imagine. Because all the hotels are packed up. Yeah. But it's cool. It's... It, it, yeah, I would recommend anyone visit like any season, probably except summer. Honestly, mm. like I, I'd also like to go in summer. I've never been there in the summer, but I'd probably be perfectly okay with not and just going in like October. October, I th- I've heard is a really good month there because the the traffic's died down. There's not as many people and it's cooler out. And the leaves really are hot. probably changing. Yeah, yeah. So area, you can I assume you're starting to get some fall. Mm. So it's. Yeah, I imagine a lot of like what you described uh, of what you appreciate in the smaller towns. You know, the d, the uh, un the unincorporated, uh, non corporate uh, kind of entities in town. You know, yeah, uh, is what America probably was before everybody started merging together, and then you had big box stores like Kohl's and you know Best Buy and a lot of that stuff. Um, that's, I imagine that's what, that's, those are the remnants of our past, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely something that I think you think about while you're there too. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, there's not a Walmart here or Walgreens here or whatever. And you're like, what do people do here? (laughs) Like, how do they get their groceries? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a cool experience. Have you gone to yosemite before yeah one time in the winter okay i think it was in 2016 uh so it was also in the winter yeah and we did a camper van that time so we Mm. stayed in a van at a campground nearby but uh we we were a lot less prepared for things so we didn't do as much we just did a lot of driving around and then we did a waterfall hike and i remember uh, hiking the trail and it taking like five times longer than it should because oh, there was really? so much ice and we didn't at the time know 
what people do to hike on ice. Mm. Uh, and so we were just like walking really, really slowly and getting across patches of ice. And you'd see people who are walking fast and you're like, man, they're really confident. And all of a sudden they'd slip and fall. Oh no. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not overthinking this yeah. then. <laughs> but now, uh, now we know you can use micro spike crampons, mm-hmm. things like that. And those are little straps that you put around your existing hiking boots, right? Yeah. There's a strap on. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like chains for your tire. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so they just help you grip the ice. Like, there's ones that are actual spikes that stick into the ice. There's ones that are kind of more like um, pieces of metal, kind of like almost like cleats, so like much smaller mm-hmm. uh, that just give you a little bit more grip. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing like walking on ice without that and you feel fine. Because when you can hear the crunching, yeah, when, when there's the know. snow there or the the um, the ice has kind of been torn up a little bit, so it's not like a uh, that Slick. icy surface. Yeah, you're good. But as soon as you hit the slippery ice, your foot just instantly slides. Like yeah. there's nothing you can do to not slide. Yeah, and uh, it's a shitty feeling. So yeah, bringing crampons. Which by the way, you can bring on a plane. Uh, which is really surprising to me. Weird. Yeah, because they're spiky. Yeah. Yeah. Real spiky. You could like use it. You could swing them around, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. Hurt, it's it hurts somebody. It's like uh, the almost the equivalent of having like a throwing star or something. <laughs> or <laughs> Is like, it that sharp? Or like you know the the what's that called in medieval times? The ball with the spikes. The mace. On it? Yeah. The mace. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like having something like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not super sharp, but they, I mean, they can be like, you could yeah. wreck somebody's face with it. Right. Right. You probably couldn't kill somebody, but you could do some damage. You could probably kill somebody. If, like you could probably yeah. cut their throat open. Probably if it was like one-on-one, but if you're on yeah, a plane, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get, you get a couple of swipes and then somebody, it, you know, some big guy with a, yeah. with a don't tread on me t-shirt comes behind <laughs> you and beats the shit out of you. you yeah. Know? Well, so the thing that pisses me off is that you can bring these deadly spikes on the plane, but I can't bring my fucking hiking poles. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah? Yeah, I got them taken away. Oh, yeah. Let's you had go- to throw them away? Well, so, yeah, I was going through TSA, and uh, and I get through, and, and they're like, uh, you know, the, the oh, I had to look in your bag, and she pulls out the hiking poles, and mm-hmm. the, they're the kind that break down, so it's like this long, broken oh, into yeah. pieces, mm-hmm. and then it f- comes out. And she's like, oh, you can't bring these on the plane. Uh, and I didn't know if she was right or not. And it doesn't actually matter, apparently, because the TSA final has final say on yeah. anything. So you could have, like, your diamond ring on. And the TSA could be like, you can't bring that. Yeah. And then you're just like, so you check your bag. That's one option. Or you don't yeah. fly on your flight. Or you throw it away. That's why they they're so they're so grumpy and power hungry. When you go, you, you ever get to that, those a couple of those experiences yeah. when they're like, "Hey man, be be nicer." Yeah. They don't have to be. Yeah, they don't have to. They be. don't have to be. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what are you gonna do? Complain? Oh, my TSA agent was mean. Which one? Yeah. I don't think they have name tags. <laughs> <laughs> You're like all of them. All yeah. right, move along. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't have time to check my bag. I would miss my plane if I had to go all the way back and check it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, these are yours now. Yeah. Or somebody else's who wants to collect them. Yeah. So they probably went to Lost and Found or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what they do with, with all the things they confiscate. 
One time I was in Nashville checking, uh, going through security and TSA, and a guy was getting all huffy puffy that they took away his like his knife. He like yeah. brought a knife in his bag, and they're like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> like they were like, "What? Like what? What? What did you expect us to do?" And he's like, "Have you ever, have you ever heard of nine <laughs> eleven? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You. I wonder how many things. Uh, like uh, some of the bigger airports, like Denver. I wonder how many things a day." Yeah, they uh, they should start a maybe they already did this, but they should start like a Twitter just dedicated to like showcasing items that they confiscated. They should or a TikTok. Yeah. All yeah. right, today's hole. <laughs> we got uh, two pocket knives, a gun, a a rocket launcher. Weird, uh, yeah. and some hiking sticks. Hiking yeah, poles. some hiking <laughs> poles. Yeah. Like. Which one's the worst? Definitely the hiking poles. <laughs> Definitely the hiking poles. Those things are this hella piece of dangerous. Shit tried to bring these on the plane. How many how many times do you think in the history of uh, hiking poles that somebody's like died because of them, you know? Well, Not the lack thereof, but like injuries sustained by hiking poles. So, I got a little bit uh number 1 uh to or to answer your question, zero probably. Yeah. But I got triggered couple months ago when i was flying because and this was after the hiking pole incident i'm getting on a plane and i'm trying to put my bag my suitcase up into the overhead bin and it's not going in i'm like what is in here and sometimes they're really high so you can't really see deep into them you know because mm. they kind of go down right and so I'm, I'm i'm looking trying to figure out what's in there and i see a hiking stick like uh, totally pull down yeah hiking pole oh, okay and i'm like what the fuck is this doing here just one mm. so i take it out and i'm like first off whoever brought this on the plane you're arrested right you're, now you snuck <laughs> this in to jail yeah. we got him we got him uh, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so i take it out and i just put it on the chair next to me and i, I was like i trying to call the flight attendant over i was like someone left their hiking pole on the plane because it was like clearly nobody would put their hiking pole yeah. in the overhead bin. Right. Like completely pulled out to take an entire bin. And it turns out that the lady sitting directly in front of me was it's like her walking stick. Oh no. Yeah. And she put it up there. And I was like, I will kill you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you need this, but yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most break it down, yeah. dude. So I was like both angry because I got mine taken away. Uh-huh. And at the same time, also angry because she took the whole fucking bin. Yeah. That's rude. I know. Yeah. Break it down. Break you it know? down. Break it down, lady. Also inconsiderate. Do something else with it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why do you need it? Yeah. Get get something. Uh, get a walking stick. Get, yeah, get a cane. Yeah, get a cane. Exactly. Like what? What? How don't? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Flying's weird, man. Flying it, these days, people will do the the funkiest shit. Yeah, you know. I, also, the other thing I considered is maybe it wasn't really hers, but no one else was claiming it. And she was like, "That's a pretty nice." Because it was, I think, black Ooh. diamond pole. Oh, okay, and those are expensive. Was a nicer brand, yeah. So maybe she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna claim this right now," mm. and all she had to do was look like an ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, "How? Why are you? What? If you're using that to walk, 
Why, how, why did you have that in the first place? You weren't hiking. Exactly. You weren't hiking. Exactly. I know you, I know right. you, just off the look of you, I know you ain't hiking, lady. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Hiking poles. I hate that. Don't lady. bring them. Don't even think about yeah. it. Pack them in your bag. It's weird the difference of things you can pack in your bag, things you can't. Yeah. I was talking to Sarah about this today because we uh, ordered a new battery for our drone. Mm. So like lithium batteries, you can bring in the passenger part of the plane, but you can't pack. Right. You can't bring them in. Your, in your uh, luggage. Yeah. For your check bags. Check bag. Yeah. So it can't go in the cargo area, but it can still go in the plane. And it's like, why? Probably because if they were to explode, you could put out the fire because there's people there. But if it explodes in the the you know the the cargo area, a lot harder to put out fire. I'm guessing that's why. Yeah, that was my guess as well. And uh, I think that that is correct. I when I took my my uh, drone exam, I had to know dr- uh, battery safety. And I learned about how the material, the chemical that's used to put out fires, because they actually have fire extinguishers in the cargo hold mm-hmm. in case something catches fire in there. Right. But with lithium batteries, <clears throat> there's something like when you have other lithium batteries and one starts burning, I forget, there, there's this really gnarly sounding term that is basically like it will burn faster and harder. And then if it hits, catches another battery, then it just like causes mm. more chaos. And the stuff that they chemical that they use, they can, can't put it out or something like that. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, if it's your laptop in your bag in the overhead bin, is it like, wouldn't you rather have it in the cargo hold? You know what I mean? Like it starts burning in the plane mm. and then you all suffocate mm. from the, from the smoke. Yeah, I guess, I guess, or you could just, you know, throw it in the bathroom, close the door real quick, you know, yeah. you should be like, I'm not dealing that with that until we land. <laughs> just going to leave that alone in yeah, there. Yeah, pull the fire extinguisher, the, yeah. the uh, fire alarm out. Yeah, yeah, the, all the oxygen masks drop and everything. <laughs> yeah. The worst would be if you threw it into the little trash in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the little, yeah, you, yeah it'd be a little harder. Or flush like, it down the, the toilet. Ooh. Right? You know when you hear that, the... Yeah, it just sucks it right down. Yeah. yeah, it removes all the oxygen. Yeah, you ever thought about if you were sitting on the toilet and you hit, and you hit that button, mm-hmm. what would happen? It just suck all your innards out. <laughs> was, You'd turn your in, your asshole inside out, right? It would suck your penis right it off. Just, it just <laughs> rip all everything that it can right out, right off. You know, I used to think when I was younger uh, that like uh, they. Um, that when you press that, it is shot out the side of the airplane. <laughs> and so you'd be like somebody in Kansas somewhere, just yeah. get like a little like, <laughs> it's like, it's like clear as day out. Yeah. And all of a sudden they get a little. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They probably do that. If, if it really yeah. did happen like that, you could have a turd kill somebody. Just yeah. the amount of like force from falling out of the sky like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, what if you had, uh, what if you had corn the night before? Mm, you know, little, a piece of little corn. Little pellets come down. Yeah. And you're like, where does this corn come from? I saw a video today of uh, somebody on the sidewalk in New York City, and some of the icicles were falling off the buildings onto the street. 
you got hit by one of those, you're dead. Like, you know, like it's like the idea of like throwing something off the side of the Empire State Building. And then like if it hits somebody, they're dead. Like yeah, you die it instantly, you know? Yeah. I wonder if that's true. You know? Is it, is it true that that actually would kill somebody? I feel like if you <clears throat> dropped, if you threw your phone off the and side that's what of the building. Said. Yeah. It definitely would, would, if it hits you right in the head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. I don't know about like a penny. If like, what if you threw a penny off the side of a, the Empire State Building? Would it gain enough velocity and you know all the way at the bottom and hit somebody in the head? I feel like somebody has has tested this. You know, done the calcs. You know, there is there is a bit of like wind wind resistance. I think it's called where you you know yeah slow it down potentially. Yeah, yeah. So. Apparently, MythBusters debunked it as a myth. Oh, okay. Is, I've been speaking untruths. <laughs> so m- maybe a phone, but at least the penny thing. Yeah. They said that their findings demonstrate that even after falling from a great height like the Empire State Building, mm. the penny would not have enough energy to inflict severe harm or cause death. Right. So you would need enough mass, essentially. For something so. to gain enough speed to do bodily harm. Yeah, like, um, I don't know if it's enough mass. Uh, for instance, like a, a bullet mm-hmm. from like a handgun is the about the same size, like the actual part that goes into someone, right? It's like the same mm-hmm. size as a penny pretty much. I mean, even smaller, I guess. Right. Maybe a little thicker, but it has uh, more energy when it goes through your body. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more so like if you dropped a bowling ball from the ceiling onto my head could kill me. But if you dropped a penny from the ceiling onto my head, definitely not doing anything. Okay. That's a good point. So you're right. I think, I think, uh, the mass could definitely, like they will both like fall at the same speed. Yeah. yeah this, the piano would, would. Murder yeah. <laughs> we, we know that from all the cartoons. Yes. Yes. In fact, if, yeah, if you dropped a piano two feet, Above me, yeah, I might die. Do you think has anyone's actually ever died from a piano falling on them? I bet you they have. Yes, it's, it's gotta I bet be a thing, you. Right? Yeah, I don't know. You walk through New York and you look up, and some of those some of those big apartment buildings have window shakers just hanging right off the side. Yeah, and they're like you see hundreds of them on the sides of these buildings. You're like, man, one of those has had to fall. I've totally thought about that before, particularly when we were living in Boston because they had tons of those. Yeah. And one of those fall, you ain't making it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's no way (laughs) unless it hit like your, your hand, then you just don't have a hand. (laughs) It just obliterates whatever is left. Um, so, uh, someone has died apparently from a piano. Yeah. Yeah. Stop putting pianos up high. This should be a this should be a law. After the first guy dies, they're like, okay, not you can't put pianos above floor three, and if you do, they got to be brought in internally, not not via you know the old fashioned cartoon crane that's bringing it up. The there. thing is, that's the only way, I guess. You know, you can't get the piano through the small doors. There's no freight elevators that go up that high. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm hip to it, but at the same time, you could disassemble it. You know, but that's really expensive. Yeah, and you can't do those. Some of those antique, you know, they should just pianos. make it illegal to have a piano in your home unless you had the piano maker build it in your home. 
All right. Well, okay, Biden, calm down. <laughs> Don't tread on my piano. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. But yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be even more ridiculous flying, putting a piano on a plane. Yeah. There's got to be some guy that has a big enough private jet, and he was like, "Yeah, put a piano in it." Yeah. Maybe Elton John had a piano on his private jet. I gotta imagine because you know he yeah. probably gets bored and is like, "I need, I need the keys. I need, I need. <laughs> I got a hunger <laughs> that can only be satisfied with the keys." They're like, sir, would you like? Uh, a drink tonight and he's like no not until i play my keys yeah Yeah. i i I guess it would fit on a plane one of those larger yeah or like a like a baby baby grand piano or something like that yeah depending on how wide the plane is you know you could probably put one put one on air force one easily right right Mm -hmm. like jfk is like he's gotta have one all my all my uh all my side piece girls Mm -hmm. love being swooned by the keys yeah but except he doesn't actually know how to play so <laughs> yeah he just pretends but it makes it plays a song all you got to do is hit the black keys black keys because as long as you know you have some sort of rhythm you can make that sound yeah, good yeah, true. yeah he was one of those guys <laughs> he's like whips out the guitar and they're like oh here we go <laughs> all the secret securities roll their eyes yeah oh my god here he goes again probably he thought he was the best you know, I, I know I noticed <clears throat> when I was flying, I've took Frontier because, you know, cheap. In fact, so cheap, my flight to Vegas was, I guess how much my flight to Vegas was. I'll let you, I'll let you guess. What do you think it was? <clears throat> Before taxes and fees. Because that, that's like a fixed cost. I think the cheapest I've ever seen is like $24. Okay. I flew to Vegas the one way. To Vegas from Denver for seven cents. Really? Seven cents. And then it has like 30 or so dollars of fees, like taxes, airline fees, regulatory fees, things like that. Seven cents. My seat, if you wanted to buy a seat on Frontier, is like $30 is the cheapest seat you can buy. So, of course, I don't do that. I just, you know, I get assigned a seat, which now. If you're flying with somebody, say you buy an airline ticket. For me, it was me and my wife, Janie. You're on the same ticket, right? Uh, so you get you, when you check in, you check in for, for both people. If you decline to buy a seat at the point of purchase of your flight with Frontier, it will randomly assign you one at the time of check-in. Now, normally in my past, I've flown, flown Frontier quite a bit. I'm, I live in Denver. That's where they're based. Most, you know, uh, flights with Frontier out of Denver. They will normally put you guys together if they can. They have two seats that are open, normally in the back, right? Because that's where all the seats that don't get occupied or don't get bought up. Uh, Now, what they do, and they're doing this intentionally, I think. This is still a theory. I don't want to, like, smear Frontier, but the last couple times I've flown, they will put you in the opposite uh, uh, places of the of the of, a, of the plan. I said that weird. They will put one person towards the front, and they'll put one person in the back. Do you think this because uh, there were open seats? That there, you were. Sit to get, sit there were. There were. Yeah. So because I, when you check in, they'll get okay. You're E, you know, nine. Yeah. Oh, and now you're twenty three D. Or whatever. It's usually a middle seat in the back, um, and then you can. They'll be, like, but you can upgrade. 
and buy a seat, oh. and then it'll show you all the seats available still, and there's plenty of seats. They're doing that to discourage you from not buying a seat when you first buy your plane. Yeah. Yeah, because before, every single time I've flown Frontier prior to the last couple times, they've always put us together, no matter what. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that they ever did that in the past. Yeah. Because I always thought it made sense for them to purposely not sit you together. Yeah. Because they tell you when you're booking, Mm -hmm. hey, if you don't buy your seat, then we'll randomly assign you. Even if you're in the same party, you could not be sitting together. Yeah. Yeah, because if you go up to them like, hey, what the heck? You guys have seats still open. There's two there. There's two there. There's plenty. There's like half the plane still that you could buy. They're going to go, oh, man. That's so crazy. I'm so sorry to happen. But like you can buy a seat. So that's so funny because (laughs) I think this happened on United, which I was really surprised about uh, because I feel like they're a pretty decent airline. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember boarding once and, uh, or maybe it was like American or Delta. Cause I remember, cause for the past like year now I've had status with United. So I've always boarded in a, in a earlier group, but for some reason I was boarding in a later group. So maybe it wasn't United, but it was one of the major airlines and this guy was trying to get on and he had one of those kind of suitcase looking things where it holds a bunch of camera equipment. Mm-hmm. and he's bringing it with him on through the jet, jet bridge and we're in group four or five or whatever. And, uh, one of the, uh, person working for the airline comes out. I think it was the person who works at the, um, at the, at the, uh, what, what do they call that? The front, like where the gate is, the gate yeah, attendant, the right? gate attendant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was yelling at him cause she was like, Oh, like you can't bring, there's no more space on the plane. You have to check it. And he's like, well, I can't because this, these are all lith- lithium. There's a bunch of lithium batteries in here mm. and I can't, you can't put those, it can't check those. And she's like, well, you should have bought a better seat then. And he goes, well, I did, but my last flight got canceled. And so I got put on this flight and they put him into like Mm. like a standby or whatever it was and so he had to get on the plane later right because of that or what for whatever reason right like he had a better seat and she was just like well you should have like she was arguing well you you shouldn't have picked that flight that got canceled dumbass yeah (laughs) and i was just like lady what do you want him to do like he has lithium batteries what the fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) there's a rule that you can't what did they do though he just brought them on and they found somewhere to put them. They just kind of like shifted. I, some I think they can around. actually put they shifted some the, bags the, in the, the back walking pole that, that the yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's people who p- will put their, their backpacks up and yeah, stuff. Exactly. So I think sometimes the flight attendants will go around and open the things and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, is this somebody's bag? And then give it to them. Yeah. Put it under the seat. Yeah. Put that shit under the seat. You yeah. garbage human being. Yeah. But I was really surprised to see that. Cause I was just like, I mean, I feel like when you're paying for a nicer airline and you get a carry-on, mm. like you paid for a carry-on, right? right? Uh, like uh, United. Well, United, in, there's only one ticket that doesn't allow you to get a free carry-on. Yes. Because all of their... T- and they used to not do this. They created that whole new category, that basic economy right. ticket. And that's, yeah. the, that's the one that doesn't... Right. Give you the check or the carry. And then you can buy a check bag or whatever. But, you know, life pro tip to what you just described, 
if you're one of those people that's got a late boarding group and you've got the carry-on because it came with your ticket, just say there's lithium batteries in there. <laughs> and they'll figure that shit out, yeah. apparently. Yeah, they will. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that always... I just thought that was so shitty that she said that because I was like, what if you were just late? Yeah. What if you were a like diamond status person mm-hmm. and you were running late to your flight because your last flight came in late and she was like you should have bought a better seat and yeah. you're like i'm in first class yeah you should have ran a little <laughs> faster yeah <laughs> well in first class they do really have dedicated r- overhead yeah they do right yeah. but it was just yeah but they don't know like you're yeah. coming onto the the plane late they just yeah. assume that you're in group five or uh, whatever yeah, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it was just such a rude thing for the lady to say was, that's when you flex your little like complimentary luggage tag that, that all members get have you gotten that email yet <laughs> where they're like you can get your complimentary yeah, gold totally. gold status uh yeah. luggage tag so you can show everybody else that you're better than them i know so when you get like platinum i think it's at uh 1k yeah. or whatever no is platinum the and then 1k yeah 1k is the highest right? yeah, yeah yeah so when you get if you ever get 1k you get the luggage tag and then everyone will always think you have one K exactly. even when you're like a gold member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's so true. I don't know. But, uh, I didn't end up getting gold this year because I, I didn't you decide like, to spend the extra money. Uh, okay. It was like, you were so close though, weren't you? I needed 198 PQP yeah. miles. Wow. I don't know why they call them miles there. It has nothing to do with, miles it's just how much money you spend yes and i could have spent uh almost 300 dollars to upgrade my flight to first class on one of the last flights i was taking of the year it was like the last weekend of <laughs> december i was coming back you're cutting it, a it little was like close, december buddy. 23rd i was coming <laughs> back on the flight and i could have upgraded that one uh but i was like eh i'm cheap so I didn't, and then, uh, so I got the, like the upgrade offer, you know, that they sent oh, you. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like, Hey, you were close. So this is how much like you could pay us money to upgrade. And how much was it? Uh, it's like, <laughs> I think it's like, uh, four, like $360 or something. Oh, interesting. Right around there. Yeah. And. So I'm like, shit, maybe you didn't get this. anything though. You could have paid less and got first class. I know. I know. And now you're just, now you're uh, yeah. shit out of luck. So I was thinking about calling them just to find out if you mm. can actually haggle with them. Mm. I've heard the answer is no, uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get someone who's nice. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Bend the rules for you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, the, 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 uh, the gold versus was a silver is like the, yeah, the, the, I think you, there's not a whole lot of difference. It's the biggest jump though, between Is all it? the, so no. like silver status has mm-hmm. the worst, it has like the lowest value benefit <clears throat> gotcha. for, for how much money you spend to get the status. Mm-hmm. Not that like, I, I mean, I feel, I hope no one's out there just like trying to get an airline status, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you should just I'm naturally flying get it, right? just to get the status. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I almost did just, to, but, but it was <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, I was yeah. like 200 You're, points away. You were close. Yeah. Yeah. But no one's out there. Like I want to get silver this year. So I'm going to take some extra flights. <laughs> or yeah, something. yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, it, it's not that good of value. Uh, gold is like the next highest if you utilize kind of all the benefits and then each one is kind of like less of a jump, uh, between silver and gold Mm -hmm. as, as it is between silver and gold. Yeah. But I like with 
uh, with gold, I think the really the only the three benefits I would use is one being able to book the economy plus at check in or at uh, yeah. booking time. Yeah. The second one would be the seventy pound bags because occasionally I do have my my bag could weigh over fifty, like I could mm. put more things in it. Yeah. And then third would be uh, international flights. You can you can use their lounges if they have one in the airport. Oh right, yeah, that's pretty good. But otherwise, meh. yeah, yeah, you you do get closer to like getting if you want if there's upgrades available to first class, you can upgrade easily to first class. I forgot you also get more miles. Oh right, yeah, you earn more per flight. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that could have potentially been worth it for me. Yeah. To spend the 200 because I could have got maybe gotten more miles for mm. flight awards. I don't know if that would have actually yeah. been beneficial or not. And that's why I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Airline status is stupid. Everyone it says is, it's and, you know, shitty value now. Yeah, for yeah, exactly. And I it's it's gotten me a little bit because now I'm like looking at when I'm looking to buy a flight somewhere, I look at United first. Yeah. And then if it's a little bit more, I'll like still consider buying that over something else just because I know I have status. I can get all the perks with it and it's like somewhat worth the extra spend and stuff. So it works. I get it, you know? Um, but still, if I can get a seven cent flight on frontier to Vegas, I'm not buying United. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like there totally. are, I do have my limitations, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's the only situation. I, that's pretty rare, though, to find a flight that cheap yeah. on Frontier to the place that you want to go for the yeah at the oh, on the sure. date that you want to go there. I mean, it was like a flight on a Saturday. Flights on Saturdays, the places are really cheap. Yeah, uh, just normally, you know. But it's uh, that's definitely the cheapest flight I've ever taken. That takes the cake, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's other flights that are cheaper than seven cents. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I wonder, um, that's, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the potential benefit for them is that you might buy something on board or buy a seat yeah. or something. Yeah, the seats are thirty dollars. the The carry on is seventy dollars for one way. It's so crazy, dude. You know what they should have done is. Just done a a, a, a special uh, promo where it's like, oh, your fare instead of it being seven cents is like twenty five dollars because mm. you probably still would have booked it if it was that cheap, right? Oh yeah, pro- yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you get a seat with it, mm. and so now instead of them maybe getting thirty dollars, but mm. probably getting seven cents, they got twenty five. Or something well i get well it ruins their whole model across the board because there's not that many of these flights like mm-hmm. like going to vegas at this time of year it's not like the most popular time to go to vegas it's also on a saturday the least busiest day to fly so to accommodate just those types of flights being so cheap it would ruin the rest of their model because everything else is like there's they're charging hundred dollars plus was it cold in las vegas no, not really. Well, I don't know. Define relatively, I suppose, for warmer some people. Here, right? Yeah, it was definitely warmer in here. I mean, it was in the 60s oh. during the day, and then in the, at night it was, you know, creeped down into the 50s, 40s. Get a little maybe. chilly there because sometimes it gets a little bit windy. A little windy. It wasn't windy though this time. You know, we went mo- mostly just for we 
always wanted to go to this steakhouse. Formula One. It was for Formula One. Turns out it happened a few months ago. Oh. Yeah, we got fucked out of our tickets. Uh, it was at Formula One uh, Las Vegas Racing dot com or dot net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dot. <laughs> Dot AI or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Did they still have everything up? On that? <clears throat> no, no. In fact, when I went back and I also went in December for the U2 show and it was all gone. Like I, I never, I didn't see like remnants really? of it. Yeah. They took that shit down real quick. Cause it took them a long time to set it up. Long time. I mean, it's mostly like infrastructure that they were putting in, you know? Uh, so I imagine some of that stayed, but all of the temporary things that and all they the did. walls and stuff yeah. so people can't watch it. They they removed all of that. That's so dumb. Yeah. I didn't go down to the strip though this time. I stayed right mm. on Fremont, which was kinda nice. Like I liked that a lot. And mm. the You're into the gross side of Vegas. I'm now. into the edgy more all the younger people I was definitely like one of the youngest folk <laughs> Janie and I were like, you know, the demographic down there is definitely like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and on, you know, it's like people who like to go to Vegas back in the day, you'll find a lot of the nostalgia still exists down there. Right. Um, tables are a lot cheaper, you know, so you can get $5 tables easy, or easy, easily down there. Everything else in the strips like 15 or above, you know. Right. But... We went for the steakhouse. The steakhouse was really nice. Uh, the Golden Steer, one of the oldest steakhouses in Las Vegas. In Where which, is it at? It is right near like the Strat Circus Circus area, like that part of town. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's got a lot of history. Like Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack used to frequent that. A lot of the mafia uh of vegas would go there to eat you know they have a lot of like private rooms in, in like back hallways in the mm. space to where like i can imagine provide a lot of like privacy for people who wanted that um and i'm sure the owners like catered to that crowd very well um Do but it's, it's still the same owners I don't know. I, mean, I, I I don't think so. You know, not the same uh, family or anything like. that. I don't know. I haven't looked into that. But you walk in, there's like a bar. There's like a little area with a couple of tables that, like, if you do a walk in without a reservation, you get on the wait list for that area, so you can eat at the bar or the little high tops that they have in there. But the real experience is in the dining room. Uh, which you do have to have reservations for. And I, if you're planning on going, I highly recommend you getting them ahead of time because they do fill up really quickly. In fact, I got this reservation months ago uh, and I went just to go to this place. And so you walk in, they call your name, you go in, you get seated down in these nice red, red tuft leather booths, you know, like old, like steakhouse style. Everything in it feels very nostalgic. The lighting, the artwork on the walls, the the service is very old school. It's very like high level hospitality. A lot of the food is served table side, which is like not very common nowadays. Like you ordered a Caesar salad, they brought out a Caesar salad cart and made the Caesar you know yeah. table side. A lot of the desserts are prepared uh, table side. It's a little bit of like a like um, a performance to it almost, um, and then. Of course, what they're known for is like their steaks and their lobster tails. The lobster tails are the biggest I've ever seen. It's an Australian lobster tail, so they're like this big, quite wow. literally. Really? Yeah. The actual meat. The actual meat. Yeah, wow. it was the biggest lobster tail I've ever seen. And did you get to try it? 
Did you guys? Get yeah, that? I got. We got it. Yeah. yeah. So they do like you could do like a ta- um, a dinner for two, and so it came with like a lobster tail and um, like a twenty ounce uh, New York cut of meat, which is what they're known for. It's like this really thick New York cut. Um, they also have like port, uh, uh, T-bones and uh, prime rib. Uh, the, all their steaks, I believe, are prime rated USDA. Um, and those were really good too. But what I loved was the lobster and then the Caesar salad was the best Caesar salad I've ever had. And this, like they make the Caesar dressing right in front of you. So it's like not pre-made. They connect, like mix everything in front of you and stuff that it was absolutely, it really is, is pricey, you know, as it should be because it's got the longevity, the history, the service was really good. So you're paying for that type of thing. Um, but be prepared to pay a couple bills for this meal because it definitely, um, mm. it definitely was. Talking uh, Lincolns. We're talking couple Lincolns, <laughs> okay. a couple George Washingtons, <laughs> you know. Nice. Um, and the cocktails are good. I had a spicy mango margarita. I'm a mm. sucker. You know how I am. Yeah. A sucker for those spicy margs. I'm a little bitch. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I was so full. I we I wanted to do like the table side. Uh, it was a berries sure jubilee is. or whatever it was where okay. they lighted on fire in front of you oh, yeah. uh, uh but i was like i was I tapped out like that salad just murdered me it was a lot of, it was a lot of food um but yeah if you're if you're looking for that old school vegas steakhouse feel um with really good food uh get get some reservations there it's pretty good you might get a hookup with the mafia or something mike you you might get a hookup you know what i also like uh we stayed at the gold nugget the rooms are okay you know um it was for one night i didn't really care you went to the pool um (laughs) pool was closed they do have a really cool shark tank poolside thing um but I think yeah. they have a slide that goes through it. Yeah, they do. It's a little 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 tube that goes right through the aquarium. I'm sure it's awesome as shit to see sharks on each side of you as you go through this little tube. Um, but one of my favorite things to do down there is people watch. Hmm. It's amazing for variety and diversity of people. Uh, and if you go to, I think it's Binion's is the casino hotel. And they have this rotating whiskey bar that kind of overhangs the entire Fremont Experience Street. And you could just sit there and watch people for hours be entertained. I mean, I saw uh, just so many different walks of life and the things that they were doing. There's live performance, so they're dancing. Some people are yelling. Some people are, you know, crying. Uh, some people are running away from some. It is like the weirdest, like shit. Like you'll see so many different people, some walks of life up down in there. Yeah, someone gets shot. Like if you, I, I had this theory. If like you have like social. Not, not social anxiety, but like a low social IQ. Just sit on Fremont right there and just watch people for like an entire day and you'll figure out human life. You feel better about yourself. You're like, I'm not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll, you'll pick up on social cues. You'll pick up on just like how people interact with each other and like the different like cultures and things like that. And like you'll learn a lot um, by just observing people. And I feel like that's sometimes missed nowadays because I don't know. There's a lot of like people that are you know remove themselves from society. They don't like going out anymore. Maybe like they're like homebodies. Like just sit and like watch people. Like not not on YouTube, not uh, in a TV show or a movie. Like actually be there in the moment and watch people. 
there's there's a I think a lost art of it mm. of just a being present and observing people around you. Yeah. Without them noticing that you're even there. Maybe they do. They look up at you, but like it's just being a fly on the wall has yeah. a, a sort of value, I think. It is pretty cool. I do that sometimes. Uh, did you go to Mujeres Bonitas? <laughs> Mujeres Bonitas? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever that place was called. <laughs> is that a strip club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. Janie and I watched Showgirls for the first time. Oh, okay. A couple nights before we At went. The Flamingo? The Showgirl, Showgirls, uh, the movie, it's like re- regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. And if you, if anybody has seen this movie and like regards it as anything as better than a piece of garbage, I want to talk to you because I need, I need to know why. Um, it's a terrible movie. The dialogue is cringy. The performance is overperformed. It's just a, it was like a box office bomb. It was like, first off, one of the first NC-17 rated movies for wide release. It was like a weird time in, in, in the mid-90s. Mm. And because uh, there's a lot of like nudity and sex in it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and as you can imagine, it bombed in the box office, but then made like twice as much money <laughs> in home release. Oh, a lot yeah, of people were buying it, you know, because yeah, right. of the sex scenes and stuff. I assume that's mm. why they bought it. Because nobody in their right mind was, like, hearing all these negative reviews and, and then was like, let's buy it. <laughs> yeah. Like, spend hard-earned money on it. Like, it's not porn, okay? Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's but um, the the main protagonist in the story, you know, she's a dancer, so she starts out, you know, she, like, stereotypically hitchhikes her way to Vegas, becomes, like, a stripper at this place called the Cheetah, or Cheetah's which still exists apparently in, in Vegas and the show she gets on, like it's hired onto and tries out for it and successfully gets on is a show in the stardust, which is an actual, was an actual casino. I, I believe it's now, um, where the fountain blue sits. I think that's the, ex- the old site of the mm-hmm. stardust. Um, but it's surprising to me because a lot of the management in the movie that were running the show, like the talent director and the producer, like they're all scumbags basically, like treating these girls like shit, which was part of like the message of the movie. Like, oh, there's a lot of abuse and like weird shit that goes on in like the industry uh, in Vegas like that. But it was weird that the Stardust in that point of time like signed off on this movie. Like, yeah, you can put our name on it. And like, <laughs> Did they film it there too. Yeah, I, yeah, they had to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and so it was just, it was, it's so bizarre to me. And and the way it bombed and the critical reception it got, uh, had to in some way hurt the reputation of that hotel. Yeah, it certainly like when the main actress who like apparently the director told her to like over, like he gave her the direction. It, it, there's some weird scenes in that where she is just going way over the top. And you're like, what? who thought this was a good, who was filming this? And it was like, perfect. That's a wrap. Don't need any more takes. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Apparently the director like told her that's how they, that she should perform it. Anyway, her, her manager dropped her after that movie. Oh. Yeah, it was like, that was so bad wow. that like nobody wanted to touch her after that. Like, and no, it, it, it was, it's, if you haven't seen it, folks, 
It's worth a watch. You can watch it on. I think it's. Is it worth a watch? To be just trashed it. You no, like, it's the worst movie. It's one I've of those. It's one of those movies where you're like, now I'm watching it because it's a it's satire. How bad it is. It's like The Room or yeah. Troll Two. It's so bad. It's good. It's enter not good. It's so bad. It's entertaining to watch. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so you watched that while you were there? No, I watched it before, not intentionally. I just like I had uh, Tubi, which is like a free, you know, with ads movie TV show. Uh, I've been like I'd made a whole list of movies I wanted to watch, you know, put on the watch list, and then I'm going through those each and watching them, mm. um, which is great. I like that that platform because uh, it has a lot of like older movies on it, movies yeah. that you like forgot existed. Or that are hard to find. find yeah. yeah. And when you watch them, you know, you have some, like, you watch, like, Peacock or Hulu, and then you have the plan with the ads, and they give you, like, ads every 20 minutes. Tubi will give you an ad, like, every half hour to an hour. Like, I barely remember watching any ads. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. It was like, how are you... I guess it's because these are the movies that nobody wants on their platform. Right. So they get them at a discount. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's like overstock.com type for like streaming, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, I feel like there's quite a few of those services that mm-hmm. have, are the ads based ones to uh, Pluto TV is another one. That's mm-hmm. really popular. Doesn't Roku have their own Roku well? has their own service. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was a freebie or freebie is like the one that's tied into prime. This is that, which is really confusing to me. You go on the prime, the prime app on like Apple TV or fire stick or whatever, Google cast. And then there's like prime movies. There's like prime originals. And then there's like freebie, which is apparently prime with ads. Is that new? It, because I know within that. the last six months, I've noticed it. A lot of their content, almost, and in, in my opinion, half the content on Prime that you can watch without paying like the rent or buy is like through Freebie now. Okay, because I do, I did read like a month ago probably that Prime was going to be adding ads to all of their content, and you could pay more money to get rid of the ads. Which is just another tier in their what their their subscription. Well, yeah. I guess if you have Prime, you well, get that right. So you no. there's Prime Video, which you can just yeah. pay for Prime Video. Mm-hmm. But if you have Amazon Prime, you get the Prime Video Prime service. Video, yeah. yeah. But now you so this is what's fucked up because like what Netflix did, they were like, "Hey, we're raising the price of Netflix," and then you're like, "Okay, well, I don't really have a choice because yeah. I want to watch." some of their original stuff and you can't watch it anywhere else. So you pay for it. And then they're like, uh, now that we raise the price, we're going to um, also introduce uh, the ad tier. So you can pay a lot less than you're paying. It's like half the price or something. Right. But most people are like, Oh, I'm not, I don't want ads. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, Prime was like, uh, you're just going to get ads and you can pay more if you don't want them. Hmm. which is pretty shitty because they, like, they took your service made it worse and then they were like but you can pay more if you don't want the ads it should have mm. been like they added the ad option where you could pay less yeah i know from their point of view money wise it makes more sense to not do that but yeah especially in an industry where they're still trying to figure out how to make money yeah a lot of i mean netflix knows how to make money well, i feel like but none of 
them did it the way Prime's doing it. So like HBO, I think has ads now too. Yeah, they have that tiered. It wasn't like they were ads. just like, hey, guess what? You have ads now. Pay us more money. Yeah, right. They were like, here, here, it's like half the price or something, or whatever, <laughs> cheaper. Mm-hmm. Same uh, with Hulu is is like the exact same way. Yeah, they did that. Hulu even had ads to begin with, I think. They did, yeah. And then they came out with a no ads plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Disney, I don't know if Disney has. Ads. I don't. I don't think Maybe Disney. Plus has ads. Either. I could be wrong, but they also they do like a weird bundle thing with Hulu, Hulu and ESPN, and ESPN Plus, Plus, which is like great if you like to watch random baseball and hockey <laughs> games. But hey, nothing don't else. don't knock the the and, guys that love UFC that shit or something. I don't know. They have some <laughs> fights on. They occasionally have some. I don't know, I even know if it's UFC, but uh, yeah, they you know streaming wars. Yeah, it's it's well, yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that whole thing is complicated, but the this streaming stuff is getting really annoying cuz like what was it? South Park. Mm-hmm. They were like uh you can watch South Park on whatever subscriptions, but if you want to watch like these specific episodes, you have to get Paramount Plus. Yeah. So you get like 1 month of Paramount Plus yeah. so that you can watch those couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And you don't care about anything else on Paramount Plus. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, uh, there's ye- okay Yellowstone, <laughs> Yellowstone. I, I actually haven't seen that. I don't know. If it's that's like any good, sports but. subscriptions where yeah. they're like, we want you to buy all of the channels so that you can watch the one sports team that you like. Yeah, so that's the only reason why month. people get cable anymore is for that, like the Super Bowl, college football. Yeah, you know, if you're a, a specific sports fan, that's what you. It's like sports is up, still upholding cable TV. Otherwise, you just get an, a different alternative version of cable TV, which is just like three or four uh, paid streamings. Uh, you know, platforms. You got yeah. Prime, you got Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Peacock. Paramount, Disney, Disney. Discovery, <laughs> Discovery. Well, Discovery. isn't that HBO now? Yeah, is H- it? Max is like all the Warner Brother catalog. Really? W- yeah, with uh, uh, TLC Discovery. Is yeah. that why they changed the name? Yeah, it was super annoying. I had to download a new app. Yeah, which which like HBO's history with with apps on mm. things is really shitty. Like they had HBO the like premium network that you could yeah stream. and that was no it, it started out where it was just like a part of your your cable yeah, package your cable, yeah. or your satellite tv yeah. package and then they had like you could log in online it, if you had it as yeah. part of something and you, could, H- and you could stream hbo hbo go that's well, what it was called yeah but they had regular hbo that you could go online and stream yeah because you had it in your subscription yeah then you could get hbo go or uh, now or whatever they call that it. That was on your mobile phone and yeah, stuff. You yeah, you could like pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like HBO. No, HBO Now. Now, okay. Yeah, and that was like, that was if you didn't have a access to your HBO through your cable, you could just get it separately without tying it to a cable subscription. Yeah. Yeah. And then now they have Max. No, it was then it was HBO Max where they got rid of HBO Now and HBO Go and now it's just it's max. just max yeah what the fuck <laughs> do 
Just spec one. Yeah. And stop making me download an app. Just update the old one. Mm. It was literally it, like I had downloaded movies on on the old HBO Max app or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then it was I go to get on the plane and it's like, you can't watch these because you have to download the new app. Yeah. Yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> like, they should have figured that shit out. They were like, we're going to start from scratch. This is a whole... I mean, I guess it was a branding move, right? And I'm sure there was some legal crosshairs that were happening when they did merge with discovery because it was like okay well this we're not gonna like i don't know maybe it was like uh, a thing where they were still going to have to maintain the old app and discovery didn't want to have to pay for that so they just did this whole new a clean slate call it max it's like drop the hbo <laughs> it sounds cleaner yeah. sir we have hbo max Drop the HBO. Yeah, drop the HBO. But that's the name of our company. No, no, because everybody knows what HBO is. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Let's create a new one. There was a premium value that seemed to be attached to the HBO brand. It was like a grittiness, uh, kind of elevated television type experience. Um, And I think that's what people identified with HBO. You know, it was raw, unfiltered, uncensored television. Yeah. Of 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 decent quality, and then there was like there's like the stand up and documentary aspect aspect to it. So I think they wanted to just get rid of that notion and just go with Max, and that was like, oh, now we have television from like Discovery on there now. We don't want to associate the two. They still have HBO programming, yeah. which is like HBO original series, you know, like Game of Thrones that still will have the HBO logo appear in the front right uh, but max is like completely separate from that that's just the platform it's hosted on yeah okay this yeah. makes sense now yeah because i think um so like showtime has, has a you can get that and stuff but I, yeah i feel like that's who has showtime away, right? if y'all have showtime let me know i want to know who, which which one of you fucks has showtime everyone was like we have to watch the new dexter i got it because i signed up for three years of xfinity mobile triple play plan and now i just get that shit for free nobody's going out of their way and buying showtime i'm sorry you have showtime because you bought some other shit and it came with it and now you you just got it you just do some improv yeah, you just you just got you just got the fucking Showtime. You know what was good? Showtime boxing. If you were a boxing fan, you liked HBO and you liked Showtime. Now they don't do that. I'm I'm pretty sure Showtime has gone right down the toilet. The last good thing that ever happened to Showtime was probably Dexter, and they rebooted that, and I heard it was pretty good. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but apparently. It was pretty good because, you know, the way they ended the original run was kind of shitty. A lot of controversy. What's up with those Showtime HBO shows just doing the the weird endings? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Sopranos. And then you had the balls to do a prequel and you did it half-ass. That's bollocks. Well, it, well, the one thing they did that was really cool with the reboot of uh, Sopranos was they did... Uh, uh, James Gandolfini's actual son played uh, the young uh, Tony Soprano, and I thought that was pretty cool. It's kind of like an homage to uh, you know R.I.P. James Gandolfini, the great, one of the greats uh, to ever play a character in a show. Um, but having your son come in and 
play the character, the prequel to the character that your dad played. That's pretty cool. You know, another thing that's recently in the zeitgeist that's happening, uh, it's kind of similar is, um, sublime, uh, you know, the lead singer, he's dead, but his son is now old enough and sounds almost identical to the original singer. And now he is on as the lead singer. They like brought him in permanently and they're going to be touring with the lead singer's son, and it sounds really good. I don't know if you guys have, have recently seen videos of this, but he's like spot on. He sounds exactly like the original singer. Did he get permission from his dad? They had to do a seance, you know. They had to like feel out the, the tarot cards, whether yeah. or not it would be cool with him. Because yeah. that's the last thing you want is taking on, and then all of a sudden you're, you're cursed. Yeah, you're cursed. Yeah, sure. all this bad shit starts happening. You're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. You start overdosing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I don't know the history to what, I, I'm guessing the guy died from drugs or something. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. He's a rock, he was a rock star. It's common. It happens. We're going to look that shit up right now because I don't want to disrespect all you sublime fans out there. Um, but yeah, I think it was a drug-related yeah, incident. They just go too soon, man. Hopefully he wasn't 27, because uh, that's even weirder. If he was 27? He was 16. He was 16? <laughs> oh, holy shit, dude. You got me on that one. Uh, ooh, wow. So he was 28. He was 28? Yeah. Oh, he just skipped the 27 club. Yeah. It's a thing. Do you know about this? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, the 27 club. The infamous club you do not want to be a part of. But it is interesting and macabre nonetheless. That's so crazy. Like, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, you should have lasted longer than that. You know what I mean? Once you get past 20s, if you're a, a famous rock star and you you, yeah. know, you hit past, you hit 28, you're good. Apparently not this guy. He had a little too. He had a little too much fun. He was like, "I'm good on the 27 club." Yeah. yeah. And then there, yeah, he, he partied so he a little too hard. He started doubling up. Yeah, he started doubling it's like, up. Like I'm invincible, baby. Yeah. Because he was already it. doing it. He was already yeah. going hard. Yeah. He was already you know risking I mean? it for the biscuit yeah. in 27. He had like a couple heart attacks, and he yeah. was like, "They can't keep me yeah. down." Yeah, they can't. That just keep coming. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yeah, and he left. He That's he left, unfortunately. But but he did leave behind uh, a son who apparently apparently <laughs> I don't watch the news, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I'm excited to see what happens with that. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not that big of a Sublime fan to like go buy tickets and go to a show, but um, I appreciate you know the hits. Those are pretty good. And I'm excited. And uh, if you are a Sublime fan, congratulations. You got renewed life into the band. Because they were sub- Sublime with Rome for like the longest time. And they would tour sub- Sublime with Rome. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> so are mushrooms going to become a popular thing again? Was that was that their thing? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I feel like... Psychedelic. They, always had, they were always like trippy psychedelic yeah. album covers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like it, that's that kind of music too, right? Like, it, like it, reggae, it's like, rock. D- yeah, d- it's like good music, but it's probably more enjoyable on under the influence yeah. of psychoactive drugs. Yeah, like or like you know, if you're doing heroin. Yeah, how do you know this, Miles? 
Oh, because it says that he overdosed on heroin. Uh, from heroin. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So apparently, yeah. it's pretty good. He got he got too much into the his own sauce. Oh yeah, that's that that heroin is pretty popular with with rock stars, right? It is. It is the rock stars drug of choice. Is it, is it like still a thing? Oh yeah, really? still the thing. Yeah. Even so, like these modern rock bands, because you know rock's kind of dying. Yeah. Well, it has been for a while, but like the nineteen seventy five. For instance, which is like I don't know, you could call them a rock band, but um, and their first album was it was more heavy on the rock side, but the lead singer uh, had a heroin problem. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Interesting. Recovering. I don't know if he still does. I know he's he's been clean for a little bit, but yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, Mac Miller. Was don't that I don't I don't think was it heroin? Uh, We're gonna look this up. Because I don't want to piss anybody off. Those <laughs> Mac Miller fans go hard. It was probably from uh, like Nyquil, right? <laughs> he got that purple. He got the, he went too hard into the purple. The purple drank. Oh, okay. So it was um, an overdose of cocaine, fentanyl, and alcohol. Yeah, that's fentanyl's heroin adjacent, right? That's the stuff that you get. It's like the it's like the it's like the um, the great value. Uh, off brand <laughs> of like actual heroin, right? Does, is it the same effect? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a. Well, it's, it's an opioid. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like morphine, so, which I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it says that uh, fentanyl is fifty times more potent than heroin, yeah. hundred times more potent than morphine. That's right. So you need all you need less of it to get the same effect that heroin will. Isn't give that you. kind of boring though? What? Right, like to take less of it. Isn't isn't taking it part of the fun part? It's why people like beer. It's, it's like you know people who do cocaine. Yeah. It's like if they were like, oh, you just snort like a little tiny bit of it. Yeah. That's that sounds really boring. Yeah. Who would do cocaine? Yeah. You want to you want you want to be able to do you lots. Of rip it. a line. That's why I like beer. You know, because I can yeah. drink more of it. Yeah. You know, I could do shots all day if I wanted. No, thank you. Yeah. I'll do beer. What if they were like, take this micro shot and you'll be wasted. Oh man, yeah, that sounds boring. Sounds super boring. Especially if you're like a casual user, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You're not like I'm not looking just to get my fix. Yeah. I wanna be able to enjoy it, have fun, so talk with, to people. With morphine, you're like you know you're probably not gonna overdose on it because you're mm-hmm. like you can take a decent amount. Fentanyl, you're like I don't think I anybody die. wants to do fentanyl for the record. <laughs> I don't even think everybody's like, Hey, give me some of that. Well, if you're used to it. Maybe, but there, I think there's a lot other drugs that if you're a drug user, you probably want something a little safer. I've seen some YouTube videos of people on the streets who definitely want to do it. Oh, they definitely want to do it. <laughs> they definitely want to do it. Yeah, yeah. But do they want to do it? Just, they don't want to do it. Exactly. They're like, I would rather be doing heroin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's probably, probably it's definitely a, a lot safer not saying it's safe to do heroin, but statistically, according to what you just said, 55 times stronger or something like that. 50 times stronger, 50, yeah. 50 times. Then you wanted to do heroin because it's probably going to give you a similar effect and maybe a little safer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I wouldn't do either, but if I was going to do one, I would do heroin. Like it, like if you're if you were into drugs and somebody was like, dude, I got it. It's laced with fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going, oh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're probably like, well, all right, let's not do that. You start backing out. Yeah, you're like, this seemed like a good idea at first. Like, guys, but- I already did 
fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm good right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I had like a couple handfuls of fentanyl when <laughs> yeah. I left this morning, so I'm going to pass on that. But uh, maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, fentanyl comes from China? Uh, does it? I don't know. Isn't that what everyone says? Uh, well, it comes through the borders, obviously. And first, the first stage is they come through the Mexican border, and then they take your jobs, and then <laughs> they uh, then they rape your families, according to somebody I know. I've heard this. I didn't say that. So apparently, you can buy lollipop, like fentanyl lollipops, which is what they used to use in uh, Afghanistan. Holy shit! For combat medics. Oh, okay. It's like a slow release type of thing. I guess. Yeah. Right, because that's what you would. That's why you would make a fentanyl that lollipop. Sounds pretty, pretty good. Like that's not boring. That sounds. You know I mean? That sounds kind of <laughs> like. Like. I, I listen, mean, come on, it's a lollipop. Listen, if you make it, if you make it safe, then, you know, Purdue is gonna Purdue Pharmaceutical is gonna go absolutely bonkers over this shit. So let's let's pull up this uh, photo real quick. Okay. So what we're showing here is a pencil, like a number two pencil, and on the very tip where the where the graphite is, yeah. there's a tiny bit of this white powder. This is a lethal dose of fentanyl. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. There's the one with like the penny next to it too for scale. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, this is two milligrams. Jesus Christ. You could accidentally snort that easily. Oh, totally. I mean, even if someone put that like let's say you're doing cocaine, somebody puts this little tiny bit in the cocaine, dead. I think you could die just being next to it. That's how strong it is. You get it in your eye. Yeah, flicks you it. waft some of the particles in, instantly dead. <laughs> this is like COVID all over again. So if somebody had enemy. a pile, so it it's every time I I hear see uh, fentanyl in a form, it's always like this white powdery yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes in lollipops, apparently. I don't know if you can get that at CVS, but... uh, So let's imagine someone's got a pile of fentanyl next to you, you know, and they slam their hand on the desk, their Mm. fist on the desk, like, really angry. Yeah, Yeah. all the particles float in the air. What Mm -hmm. do you do? I think uh, you had to have one of those... um not, not the EpiPen, but it's yeah the Narcan. You had to get one of those. In fact, a lot of... um, If you get into... If you get into... Um, if you accidentally touch fentanyl, you like come into contact with it, you can go into like sept- not septic shock. It's like a, it's like a, uh, you'll, you'll need it or else you'll, you'll like, like I've seen videos of cops accidentally touching it yeah, and then they'll like fall down. Uh, and like their partner's like, yo, what's, what's going on? And then they instantly think, oh shit, it could be fentanyl. So they grab the Narcan and they, they fucking save his life. Like I've seen videos of that. Um, and that's absolutely terrifying. Um, especially if this stuff is on the street, because like, you know, the, you hear, uh, I don't know if this is actually true, but you hear like, like kids accidentally getting into it yeah. or something like that. That's like, it's a real risk because of how small it is and how little that you need for, you know, a lethal dose. It's just kind of scary. I don't know. So I'm guessing because of how little you need, it's much, uh, I, I guess it's the, the margin on it. The drug dealers are making a lot more money on it. I don't because know. Because they have to sell less of it. 
I feel like this. We need to like dive into an HBO documentary, dude. Speaking of HBO, there's got to be there's got to be some great, uh, sad but really well produced uh, media telling the story about like how this came to be. Why is it so bad? You know what propped this up in the beginning? It's probably tied to some pharmaceutical company. If I had, if I was a betting man, I'd be a you know follow the money type of thing. Yeah. But I don't know much about it to be honest. Mm. I just I just know the bear. The Probably bear related to Operation Warp Speed. Probably Midnight Climax. Uh, that's not a, that's not an operation. Speaking of documentaries, have you seen American Nightmare yet? No. Isn't that the new one on on Netflix? Yep. I did see that because I was downloading uh, some shows to watch on the plane. My my seven cent plane ride. Yeah. To Las Vegas, ended up. I saw that one, but I, I opted out of that and downloaded Love on the Spectrum season two. Oh, bad choice. <laughs> no, <laughs> great choice. No. Love that show. Pretty entertaining. Yeah, but this was a the documentary was good. Okay, what is it about? Good. Give us the skinny. Uh, I'll, I'll read you the description real quick to make sure that I do not give any spoilers away. Oh, gotcha. But. Uh, so I would say the documentary itself is pretty decent. It's okay. Is it? Wait, hold up. Is it a dramatization or is it an actual documentary? It's an actual documentary right, with cool. the actual people. Okay, good. I like those way better than the dramatized ones. You know, where they hire actors, Definitely. they tell, they give a little bit of like yeah, liberty use, to the story to make it interesting. Yeah, this is straight from people connected to the whole thing. They use archival footage from uh, interviews with police and... All that kind of stuff. Okay, give me give me the synopsis. All right, here's well, the, the one teaser. sentence. After a harrowing home invasion and kidnapping in 2015, a couple is accused of staging the ordeal when the woman reappears in this true crime docuseries. Ooh, that does sound pretty interesting. Yeah. I could get into that. Yeah. I could get into that. I'm usually into like cult documentaries because mm-hmm. that's what fascinates me the most, but yeah. I do love me a good true crime. I'd say this story is very interesting. Okay. Like And you've seen you've watched this. I watched it. Okay. And is it a is it a it's like three episodes. Three it's really okay. short. All right. I think they're like thirty minutes long. Let's see. Forty five minutes long. I watched it all last night. Whoa. All three episodes. Okay, so like ninety minutes total. It's like a yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, that's why I watched the whole thing. So you can watch it in one evening easily. Or on a plane ride or whatever. And thanks, Netflix, for not making this a six-part series where you'd put in like an immense amount of fluff just oh to get, get the content out there. Yeah, this was perfect. In fact, now I take back what I was saying. It's not just an okay documentary. I think they did a pretty good job because of that reason. Yeah. Because that really pisses me off. I'm like, I don't need to get the interview from like the mm-hmm. neighbor three doors down's sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so, keep me close to the close to the kids. Yeah, just give me the the gritty details. Uh, I'd like to see a, actually a follow up episode at some point. Oh, yeah. a um, a uh, what, what do they call it? The tell all. Yeah. <laughs> tell all. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to watch that. I uh, I have been looking for a good documentary. There's too many out there. Uh, so I just go off of recommendations now. Yeah, that's I, the thing. There are so many. There's lots that I've never. I, that look good that I haven't 
been recommended yeah but i'm like do i waste my time watching this Mm -hmm. and wish that i never did i bet you there's a dozen just on the on that fentanyl crisis that we were talking about yeah definitely yeah it's about it's about it's about hearing other people have watched it and then their recommendation oh this is worth your time or oh no they made 12 episodes and six of those episodes are just absolute garbage you needed to cut the cut the fat yeah for sure there's actually a series on Netflix called Dope. There it is. Well, mm-hmm. we'll have to watch it and then give a follow-up onto uh, what 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 came out as a sloppy fentanyl uh, coverage on the show. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We're going to watch one on Hulu, one on uh, mm-hmm. HBO, and one on Netflix. Yep. They're all going to be produced... Very similar, like the Firefest documentaries. <laughs> yes, the the seven Firefest documentaries <laughs> and the, the the seven more that are coming out after the sequel drops. Oh yeah, when is that? I don't know. Oh, I thought that we were hosting. Oh yeah, we yeah we, we we should do like a host part, like a watch party if they stream it live. <laughs> what is it, Miles? It's the end of twenty twenty four. Oh wow, they got some time. They're trying to figure this out. Oh, it's December sixth. Did they get Rihanna? Who's headlining? Uh, it's in the Caribbean. Of course, it has to That's be. That's it, just the Caribbean. Oh, they haven't announced the lineup yet. <laughs> hey, buy our tickets. We don't know who's going to be suckered into coming and playing for us. It could be Tiger King. He may get out by then. It just um, says, fire does dope shit, and we're hoping to do it again. They didn't do, do it, it the again. First time. <laughs> do it again. This is this is a this is a big piece of satire. It has to be. We're gonna do it up. We're gonna do it twice as big as it was. Well, I hope fucking so, dude. <laughs> We've all seen the footage. Not looking good. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm all for two slices of bread with a piece <laughs> of cheese in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm on a <laughs> diet, so this is perfect for me. <laughs> but, like, can we at least make it a grilled cheese? Yeah, you know what I'm add some protein in there. Uh, yeah, there's there's different tickets. You can get the the Miami, Florida Keys weekend. Ooh. What's, what's really weird about it is it says the Caribbean, and then it's like, we're hoping to do it in the Florida Keys. Yeah, they're like, we don't know exactly the details of this, but <laughs> give us your money so we can fund the rest of this. Should we buy? Should we? Should we buy? Yeah. How much is it? How much is uh, it? Well, which one? Well, give me like a, give me the low tier. Give me like, I don't get my own tent, but I get like, you know. So the highest access? A yoga mat. Um, So the cheapest ticket it looks like is... For the final presale, that means they're selling out yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh twenty five hundred per person. Twenty five hundred. Um for the artist pass, which I guess gives um, you like some you have behind to, the scenes side stage. Either that or you have to be an artist. That, oh. might, that may be it. Right? Oh, okay. So you have to be an artist. Like you have to be artistic. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> How much is this? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand? Yeah. And if you want the highest access, okay. it is. Can you, you just throw, throw a number out there? 150000 One million. Twenty-two thousand. What? Fifty-seven dollars and six cents. 
No fucking way. I swear to God. Really? <laughs> yeah. They were nice. like, that makes sense. That will cover everything we need. Oh, and you have to get approval too. Like you can't just buy Oh, oh gotcha. They have to do a background check. Yeah. yeah. You got to do the credit check. Uh, you need five references. You have to know, uh, I don't know. You have to know like Donald Trump Jr. or something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe uh, Kid Rock. Mike. What is this? Uh, this is um, sponsored by the Truth Social. <laughs> is it really no. that'd be so funny listen if y'all are buying this stuff i want to know uh why um why did you choose to just throw your money away um why why i want to know well because Leave they us have a comment an app. they have an app they have an app have oh an app. well th- that that okay i get it now can we get, take my money they, if they have an app take my money they have a wait list well of course they do of course they do miles because who doesn't want to be a part of the greatest se- sequel follow-up to the greatest uh, dumpster, uh, dumpster fire festival? Oh, shit. Did I just come up with a cool-ass nickname for this shit? Yeah, what was it? The Dumpster Fire Fest. Ooh. Oh. What about just, like, dumpster? Got him. Just dumpster? Dumpster Fest? <laughs> no, drop the fest. <laughs> yeah. Dumpster. We're doing a whole festival inside of this dumpster. It's going to be great. <laughs> It's the large world, the world's largest dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> we got this. Or everybody gets their own dumpster. You can dumpster dive. That's like one of the activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you dive into the ocean. Why would you do that when you can dive into the dumpster? We got fifty dumpsters. We put a gold bar in one of them. Got got to go through. First person to find it gets Ooh. it. But you got to dig through trash. Yeah, uh, fentanyl needles in one. <laughs> yeah, it's like saw like the saw movie, with <laughs> the pit of needles. We don't, yeah, we, we, we you gotta yeah. sign a waiver. It'll be fine. It, none of it will kill you. Yeah. You just might get like HIV yep. um, yep. or, uh, I guess, hepatitis B, C, A, D, E, F, G. Q. Yep. One might make you gay. Yeah, yeah. They, one might make you gay. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's yeah. not a bad thing. No. We support gay people. Yeah. One might make you straight, too. <laughs> so if you're looking to change sexual orientation, yeah. Firefest might be the thing for you. Like, if your parents keep sending you to Bible camp, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Shit. I'm not gay, yeah. Uh, then, yeah. You might want to go to Firefest. We got an answer for you. We got It'll be a million dollars, though. Yeah, it might, it might cost you, like, I don't know, your college savings fund that your grandpa set up for you, but... Yeah. It's all it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Just yeah. give it to Billy. Thank Think you. His name. Thanks, Billy, for doing the sequel. We really appreciate you. Billy I think that's his name. Like Farland? Yeah, something like that. What a patriot. What a patriot. Just doing it for his country. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's it. Billy for president. Billy for president. Thanks for listening. Everybody, thanks for watching on YouTube. You guys are just the best. The best fans that we have. Thanks for watching us. Uh, check out uh, the Michelota. Michelada. We drank it all. It's really good. It was spicy. It was, it was It was. good. It cured my hangover. I'm a renewed man. You, just, you couldn't notice at any point in that the whole episode uh, that I was hungover because I was sipping on this thing. Great recovery drink. Don't, just don't call it recovery drink because that means a whole different different thing when it comes to alcohol. We had three um, before this, by the way. Catch us next time on episode 63 coming up. Until then, ah, the hoes. Peace.